and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I am your host, Hal, and with me here today, Chaos Unleash. Uh, hi, I am Chaos Beetle Frontiers. I used to be Chaotic Productions until I found a helicopter. <laughs> Holy shit, Beast, that's a helicopter. It's a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be explaining the joke, uh, so if anybody who is confused, too bad. <laughs> You'll find out someday, but not today. Yeah, you will find <laughs> out someday, but uh, yeah. yeah. I watch movies, I watch shows, I play games, I am dealing with too many Discord notifications right now, and we are here to talk about some based movies. Wow, way to flex. Too many based uh, things going on. Too many notifications, you might say. You could say it's a whole lot of chaos. It's a whole lot of chaos. Hey, that's mm. that thing you do. Yeah, I said it. I said it. <laughs> you, he said the thing, Wallace. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Family Guy, you know, they're a bit of a dinosaur nowadays. Hey, speaking of dinosaurs, uh, Chaos, you wanted to talk about The Land Before Time. That was the movie you wanted to bring to the table today. It is indeed. I did want to talk about The Land Before Time for two very specific reasons. One, it is one of the three movies that I got on Blu-ray for Christmas. The other two are Bullet Train and Morbius. Aha, uh -huh, there's some consistency with the last episode I was on, eh? eh? It's true. Yeah. Did we did we talk about Morbius on your last episode? I I think I remembered I brought up like the Blu-rays I wanted to keep and I was like, no, I don't want to get a League of Super Pets Blu-ray. But a Morbius oh. Blu-ray would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I 100% believe that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. And the second reason is that I know you only watched The Land Before Time recently, Hal, but the... Mm -hmm. Cut straight to the point, The Land Before Time is one of my personal favorite movies of all time. <laughs> nice. Funny. Nice. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Like, Funny joke. currently top 10 favorite, and it's probably going to stay there because mm. I watched it twice last month, once for a Don Bluth marathon, the second time for a... The second time I watched on my own, and third time I watched it in the watch party with you. Yeah. Yeah, so you seem to have watched it a lot. I mean, obviously, you don't yeah. just watch a movie a million times if you don't like it. Well, yeah, exactly. Unle unless you're a psychopath, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I can see you're very passionate about this movie. I'm glad you are. I'm glad I was able to watch this uh, and hear your takes on it. Um, yeah, definitely. This definitely requires a rewatch, uh, but even from what I've seen so far, I gotta say, I liked it a lot more than I was expecting. So, yeah, uh, I guess to go into it, so Don Bluth is not a filmmaker I'm super uh, familiar with. Like, yeah. I'm familiar on, like, a basic level. Yeah. Like, the extent of what I've seen from him is stuff like... Secret of Nim, obviously Land Before Time now. I have seen uh, An American Tale. So I've seen, like, the basic stuff, but I yeah. haven't seen, like, a whole... 
I have seen Rockadoodle. Yeah, um, it's based. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've seen some of his stuff, but I haven't seen all of it, and I haven't like I have not done a Don Bluth uh, marathon like you have. Yeah, I guess I could at some point. Um, I yeah. I'm familiar enough from what I've seen of like nostalgia critic videos on oh, his yeah. movies. Yeah, so yeah, I've watched a few nostalgia critic don bluth related videos and the opening to the secret of nim 2 review will always be one of the funniest things <laughs> is, is that the one where he's like uh yeah where he's on, like a bunch of stuff and he's just like bring, bring it, it on, on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so true it's such such a good video. it's hilarious uh, early nostalgia critic holds up in my opinion yeah i guess Not all of it but yeah but you know. yeah uh if i could share my thoughts on Don Bluth. Um, Please, yeah. Like I, like you said, I did the whole Don Bluth marathon last last month because I was like, well, everyone's doing a uh, Disney marathon, but also uh, this YouTuber named Just Stop who did his own Don Bluth marathon, and then mm-hmm. a month later, he he talks he talks about uh, the ls mark relationship let's not worry about that <laughs> i guess before cutting into land before time to share all of my brief thoughts on his films i think secret of nim is the only one bef- besides land before time that's like actually fantastic and mm-hmm. i do get a lot of enjoyment out of anastasia and especially bartok the magnificent Bart- bartok is unironically one of the funniest animated movies i've seen so <laughs> other than that american tale was fine rockadoodle was pretty bad but i did enjoy it a lot all dogs go to heaven was just straight up bad Pe- mm. pebble and the penguin was awful even though i there was some stuff i did like about it titan ae and thumbelina i can talk to great length as to why those movies are so awful and here it comes like many people have warned you before please do not watch troll in central park (laughs) it is complete garbage one of my favorite things is uh i think it's on like your discord description you're just like there are three insane people in this world liberals conservatives and troll in central park enjoyer (laughs) it's true Uh, I, I saw i i know a youtube channel who put troll in central park on their best animated movies of the 1990s list and now i'm like stop just that's, that's stop that's one of those weird movies that like i can't imagine people being fans of and yet they're they're not a there's not a lot of them but they do exist yeah. and that i'm just like yeah. I cannot imagine other than like blind nostalgia. Yeah, it, yeah, because it's just a movie for still. Yeah. It's a movie for stillborn babies, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the studio thinking? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Troll in Central Park does not matter today. What matters today is what I do believe to be Bluth's best work, and again, one of my favorite films of all time. Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. No, I'm just no. kidding. It's the land before time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Fun fact that I did learn recently: uh, the land before time is the second movie that uh, Bluth worked with Spielberg on. 
he worked with really? Spiel- yeah he worked with spielberg on american tale because okay despite secret of nim being you know really good no shit uh but it was quite more of an underground movie so spielberg mm-hmm. came along and gave bluth more of a platform and that's why we got major hits like american tale and the land before time just completely destroying oliver and company at the box office right yeah, yeah. I and mean, then, yeah, because I, yeah. I I did notice at the beginning it said you know produced by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and then you go d- go down in the producer section and on Letterbox, and yeah, Kathleen yeah. Kennedy, Frank Marshall, so like people who have been around and you know yeah. produced a lot of stuff are involved with this yeah. movie. C- Kathleen Kennedy went from this to the sequel trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen! How the mighty have fallen, indeed. But. What I did also find out is that Bluth eventually did leave uh, Spielberg because he felt like Spielberg, because he didn't like some of the restrictions that Spielberg did put, even though obviously that benefited something like Land Before Time. And then you Mm -hmm. cut to his next movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven, which was a complete mess of a story, which get this, it had 10 writers on it. Oh, the big-lipped alligator moment. Yep. Took 10 writers to make. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you said Spielberg kind of put restrictions on this movie. Um, I don't really know which ones, but yeah. from what I've heard, yeah, Spielberg did help a lot with the quality control of American Tale and Land Before Time. And now, really think about it, uh, I'm not sure what land before time would really be like without lucas or spielberg mm-hmm. yeah uh it definitely wouldn't be as whimsical i'm thinking because that's kind of what spielberg knows best is yeah. how to make something kind of like whimsical and like uh, in a sense timeless you know yeah not every one of his movies is a banger but the the ones that do really hit are the ones where you're yeah. like yeah that is definitely timeless that is definitely one of the better uh yeah. th- definitely one of the better ones for a reason. Yeah, a lot of his movies are definitely timeless. I remember Ready Player One in the theater for being so shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but anyway, so for Land Before Time, so I did not know what to expect with this movie. I mean, yeah. so I did kind of I was not I, I will fully admit I was not looking forward to it in the sense that like I didn't really expect to have any much of a connection to it because the last bluth film i did watch was an american tale and to be honest that really did not work for me mid very mid mid yeah it was not very good so i was really not expecting because like i feel like land before time it's one of those movies that again yeah this was my first time watching it i didn't grow up with it i grew up knowing of the land before time but i had never watched the actual movies uh i i actually have watched i think i have watched the original land before time when i was younger as well as a lot of sequels it was it's not as prevalent as other franchises i grew up with like angry birds or fuck even open season <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do have a distinct memory of watching i i don't know what it was i could not tell you for the life of me but like yeah. some dvd or videotape that had a trailer for um 
a Land Before Time sequel, and I, I distinctly remember the way the narrator would just yeah. say, "The Land Before Time Seven. and I'm just like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> I just grew up with that yeah. being on like one of my DVDs. I I can't remember which one. Yeah. Uh. Somehow. Uh. This is the one Bluth movie that did not spawn one or two or three or four or five. No, it spawned 13 sequels. Yeah, that's insanity. I think like the most recent one was like 2016, right? Yeah, it was, which was like, yeah, yeah which was like a almost decade long gap from the last one, which uh, the wisdom of friend. I have not watched any of these sequels recently yet. I'm no, not me neither. Yeah, I'm not too keen on watching a lot of them but from what i've heard uh the wisdom of friends is particularly bad yeah didn't the second one get like taken off of letterboxd wasn't that something that happened like yeah that was a couple of months that happened and and chafe fans rejoiced because it was just like shrek the third it doesn't exist (laughs) (laughs) which is just so strange it's like why the second one yeah, like, yeah. Why the second one specifically? Not to mention all of the Land Before Time sequels are longer yeah. than the original. All of them. Oh my god! Oh, that's so. That's something I wanted to talk about. The yeah. runtime, uh, sixty nine minutes. Nice, but like, no, like that's yeah, fantastic. And it it actually did cram in. I guess cram is kind of a negative connotation. Yeah. It's kind of a negative. It, it did fit it. in a lot of stuff for that runtime. Yes, definitely. Um, what, so one thing I did notice uh, is a lot of this movie did remind me of the dinosaur segment from Fantasia. Yeah. Because, I mean, not all of it, because that, in, in a sense, I kind of prefer, I do, well, I do prefer Fantasia. It's yeah. one of my absolute favorite movies of all yeah. time. But, like, I do think that does get across more story-wise visually whereas this definitely and i get it it's a kid's movie you gotta have characters with voices you gotta have narration so like yeah and i feel like maybe that's where like the spielberg uh interference came when you know you got the narrator you got yeah probably kids the kids voicing stuff so like i get it honestly as in as far as like kids movies go like it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I think it did very well what it was trying to be. So. Exactly. Like to, to address both of the points that you mentioned, uh, I think that I think that all of the kid actors, or at least most of them, are pretty fantastic. Actually, yeah, they're good. I was it, never that annoyed by yeah, them, especially Littlefoot, since his since whoever was playing him did convey a, a lot of strong emotions yeah fun fact uh, he's played by gabriel damon who is the little shit from robocop 2 uh oh i, I have I not ha- yeah. i hate that kid in robocop 2 <laughs> i hate robocop 2 for a lot of reasons but that kid is especially up there i i uh, haven't gotten into the robocop movies yet by now own the first movie on dvd i believe so I'll get to, I highly, I highly recommend the first RoboCop. It's yeah, very, I'll very get good. to that soon. I'll get yeah. to, and I'll get to the sequels if I'm particularly curious. Well, I highly recommend the donut shop scene from RoboCop Three. <laughs> uh, it. I won't say anything else. That yeah. that 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 is for another episode. But anyway, to, to go back to Land Before Time, yeah, yeah, I think the kids 
are definitely very good with what they're given. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I like, uh, I did like, it grew on me. I did like how they referred to themselves as like specific uh, attributes of the dinosaurs. So yeah. they don't refer to each other as other dinosaurs. They refer yeah. to each other as like sharp tooth or little, little foot. foot. Or three horns, or long three, necks, yeah. or big mouth. <laughs> big mouth, which is unfortunate, but yeah. Jack it makes Hor- sense. Yeah, Jack Horner is canon to this franchise. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, um, which it was, it was a little weird, but I think that would make sense world building wise. Yeah. Like you, you, they wouldn't really refer to themselves as these actual dinosaur names like they would refer to themselves as like their basic uh yeah you know basic structure of what of what like like their most basic structure like yeah the long necks the the three horns like yeah definitely it makes sense and uh i haven't watched it yet but uh i'm assuming that's one area where uh dinosaur does fuck up doesn't it well, dinosaur fucks up for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. I mean, I'm half saying that because it genuinely is bad. I'm also half saying that because I know it pisses off a lot of people who are passionate for it. And I like being a filthy little troll when it comes yeah. to that. But where was I going? Oh, yeah. Dinosaur yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, great. Now you're going to just keep on criticizing it throughout this episode. And now I'm just going to... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make my own video. And whenever you criticize it, I'm putting Jurassic Park clips over it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. I want to explain that. So, yeah. Yeah. a, A while back, maybe a year ago, some somebody posted a video to the Schaeferla subreddit where they took his criticisms of. Uh, dinosaur 2000 from his from his disney's 2000 uh video yeah uh and basically took any time he said anything like negative towards the movie they like edited in a clip from jurassic park of a dinosaur attacking someone you know to insinuate that they don't agree with james's criticisms and it was the funniest video ever and it's now deleted and i can't find it anywhere it's been scrubbed from the internet I can't find it. I miss it so yeah. much. It but, was so funny. You know, actually, you know, yeah. Actually, do speaking of dinosaur, this is something I do want to compliment Land Before Time on. It's mm-hmm. movies like Dinosaur and The Good Dinosaur and Walking mm. with Dinosaurs mm. done right. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I have not seen Walking with Dinosaur. I've heard enough from mr bamson that it's really terrible yeah i watched i watched it in the theater yeah i watched in the theater when i was younger it was shit that's the one with justin long and he uh voices a dinosaur or something am i thinking is it justin long it might be yeah it's been a uh, very long time for me so i mean yeah no walking with dinosaur i think is one of those movies that like i've just heard nothing but negative things so i completely 100 percent believe you yeah, but I think uh, the comparisons between Land Before Time and Good Dinosaur would actually be particularly appropriate because while I do think both of them do stuff to, dif- to differ- differentiate themselves, though in Good Dinosaur's case it's also continuing to use plot points from better movies, uh, right. they do share stuff like uh, 
the main character losing their parent pretty early on and having to go on a big journey to their big destination but yeah yeah they're, De- they're yeah definitely I, but there's so many areas where land before time succeeds where good dinosaur just doesn't yeah i feel like you're right yeah the whole uh losing a parent thing this movie definitely did that much better than good dinosaur you know good dinosaur did it in the way that it thinks a pixar movie would do it and it completely messes it up yeah exactly like with the editing choices in good dinosaur that just (laughs) led to me just completely laughing at it i completely forgot that was an editing choice so when you guys reminded me i was like oh yeah that was in the movie yeah that's embarrassing yeah and then when i watched land before time basically once this year the three times i have watched it i basically cried every single time lilfoot's mom died Mm. that scene hits hard it is a it is a very hard-hitting scene i feel like it's a shame that some people may compare it to bambi yeah uh, include me included i did do that but yeah. i do think it kind of um it, it handles it very well for a kid's movie it I must does say. so yeah. i will give it that um was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Probably. I, I, I yeah. think I'm good with talking about what I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so there's w- actually, Whatever you have yet. Yeah, there's yeah, actually... Go ahead. Land Before Time is a movie that I am incredibly passionate about, so... No, um, awesome. That's yeah, great. I'll, tr- I'll try to keep it as brief that as I can, but uh, one, th- one thing... The first thing that I do want to mention is uh, this movie is rated G, mm-hmm. and for a rated G movie... I- I'm happy by that because, again, for a rated G movie, it's just absolutely spectacular. But also, with it's a very simple movie, but with a, a lot of stuff that tackles for a G-rated movie, it hits very strong. And I need to get this out of the way. The score is fantastic. The score mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, like I said, it did remind me of the segment from Fantasia. Now, it's yeah. not exactly the same exact music, but it definitely had that kind of like grand orchestral score to it that reminded me of, oh, they did yeah. that in Fantasia. Yeah, don't don't even get me started on the scene where the, where the to- where the tremor is happening and Sharptooth is just trying to drag down Littlefoot and Sarah. The music there is genuinely perfect. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. As is the animation. Like, that's one thing I definitely was not expecting. Like, the animation, like, yeah. blowing me away. It was really good. Like, it looked like, again, the segment from Fantasia, which is a testament to how timeless Fantasia is, but it's also a testament to how, you know, timeless this movie is. Like, it looks great. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's only, like, a few areas where it's like, and maybe this looks a little rough but otherwise this movie's animation is fantastic and it's it's not just stills it's like the movement of everything has so much weight to it yeah it looks uh classical like it looks like you could hang some of it in like in a museum it's beautiful but yeah i also like do want to go back to the g rating a bit because again i'm very impressed with a lot of the stuff the movie did pull off for that rating and Mm -hmm. i actually do want to compare it to a lot to some movies particularly one that i saw recently 
that isn't a complete direct comparison, but it does pale a lot in comparison to what Land Before Time does. It's the bad guys, actually. <laughs> yeah. Was bad guys G? Uh, I don't think Bad Guys was rated G, but I wanted to make the comparison because uh, Bad Guys probably has a higher age rating. And Mm -hmm. when watching that, I don't think I was watching a kid's movie. I think I was watching a baby movie. Mm, Probably, yeah. That's the thing about ratings. And I I did like a whole paper in like high school on ratings. Um. They're just so inconsistent, like, but, but, and it's partially general audience's fault for having like a, you know, yeah, like different standards now. Exactly. Different stand. There's different standards to take into account. There's like, um, stereotypes that come from a different, from a certain rating. So like, yeah, you say like a G rating and it's like people tend to, you know, associate G with baby films yeah. when like g, g means g people forget g means general meaning like anyone can watch it so it's not yeah. it, it it's not automatically meant for babies yeah. it's meant for anyone can yeah. watch it like you could yeah, send exactly you could send a child into the theater by themselves and they could watch it no problem yeah like that's what a g means yeah, and, I, and 2001 I, A Space Odyssey is rated G, <laughs> fun fact. Yeah, I remember seeing that, and uh, I do think that not only could a child just walk into the theater just time and watch Land Before Time on their own, I do think that they will have like a genuinely great experience doing so. That's exactly. genuinely meaningful. I mean... I think Bad Guys is, like, rated PG, and yeah, I do think that uh, little kids might need parental guidance for that one, because it literally has plot points hinging on fart jokes. (laughs) Yeah, I have not seen The Bad Guys since I saw it in theaters. It's bad. I did like seeing it in 3D, but yeah. I mean, I, I, saw, do, I just, I, but I remember the animation. I don't yeah. remember like story or. Yeah, characters. I saw Puss in Boots two in 3D, and I'm like, can we stop shilling bad guys now when this exactly. exists? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. There is there is no need for the bad guys anymore. We have Puss in Boots two. Like, yeah. That's the true dream. Like, I don't believe DreamWorks is in a renaissance just yet because literally only two movies have happened since Boss Baby two. But, yeah. like, again, like, if you were to say Puss in Boots 2, then, yeah, okay, I kind of get that argument. I don't agree with it, but yeah. I get it. Uh, the f- bad guys? Yeah, no. It's a movie, you guys. Like, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Can we calm down a bit? Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I think this is an app comparison, but it's kind of like how people praise stuff like, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League or other movies like that where it mm-hmm. only really gets that praise because the stuff that came before it was just that unbelievably awful. For right. reference, uh the DreamWorks movies that came out last year before Bad Guys were Spirited Untamed, which in my opinion is the absolute worst DreamWorks movie. And I have Bo- not seen it. Yeah, and Boss Baby 2, which is also shit. <laughs> What are you talking about? Are you dissing Boss Baby 2 family business? God damn it. How could I? (laughs) Uh, 
the, the, the best Jeff Goldblum film in the past year. Yeah, better than Dominion. <laughs> you know, it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, back, also back to Land Before Time. I'll, I'll con- of course. Yeah, I'll continue trying to keep this brief. Spike. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. were excited when yeah. Spike yeah. came yeah. on Spike, screen. Like, yeah. is Spike this? is an absolute chad. And he yeah. did the one thing that most Twitter users, sometimes myself included, can't even do. He touched grass. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny when you said that. But like, yeah, no, I yeah. he's I was not expecting a silent character in this movie, but yeah, and he th- he did have such great expressions. Yeah. I'm like, wow, like a yeah. silent character. He doesn't talk, but you know what he's feeling in any given scene. Like, yeah, and that's great. yeah, that silent aspect of him is actually consistent with the world building. That's actually something that kind of does continue throughout the franchise. Mm. Ba- basically, when uh, baby dinosaurs are born in Land Before Time, they don't immediately talk. You know, like how babies do. It's up to the parents and others yeah. to teach that baby how to talk. Right. Hence why Spike is silent. Since when we first see him, he's just born. Right. No, that definitely makes sense. It's 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 a little detail, but it goes a long way. What why did happen to Spike's parents? Can I continue the Jack Horner theory here? (laughs) (laughs) Please, any Jack Horner talk is all right in my book. Yeah, okay. So I I know in Puss in Boots too we didn't really, you know, get any we didn't really see any dinosaur stuff or like stegosaurus spines, but you know maybe Jack could have them hidden somewhere, and you know maybe he did kill Spike's parents. I mean, he did. I mean, the shoe already confirms he killed Cinderella in cold blood. He stole a <laughs> phoenix from Dumbledore, and he has a ring. What else? I can go further if I need to. <laughs> Well, you know what they say, you can't bake a pie without killing a dozen dinosaurs. (laughs) Such such a good villain. Anyway, back to Land Before Time. (laughs) Yeah, I guess the last thing I I should really talk about here is that uh, pretty much every single character in this movie I perfectly do understand a lot and with Lofa mm. especially he goes through so much throughout the film that I even in that one hour t- t- run time I really do feel his development mm-hmm. yeah I kind of make this I kind of made this joke with like 12 angry men before but like how come how come like recent shit like Marvel movies they they go on for like hours and stuff like Eternals. I don't think there's like any any meaningful character development whatsoever. Yet Land Before Time and Twelve Angry Men juggle plenty of characters in a much shorter time runtime and flesh all of them out flawlessly. Yeah, I one thing I definitely noticed with this movie was like it kind of deals with uh, aspects yeah. of racism in a sense it's not yeah. like explicit like yeah. but that's the thing it's not explicit like it's very subtle and yeah, it exactly. does it very well yeah. you know it's not like banging you over the head with it it's not just like you know you don't have dinosaurs there just like come timmy this dinosaur is different than us so we hate them yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. you know yeah you it's know, a little more 
grounded and subtle and like you know yeah. It, the, the the movie does not want to treat its audience yeah. like dumb babies. Yeah, it's like what I s- believe you said in one of your videos before. People like to say, well, everything's political. Here's my response. Subtext. Yeah, subtext. Exactly. Yeah, like, th- Of course, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could make the argument that there there's, like, elements of racism in this movie. But, like, yeah. you know... It does sound a little ridiculous being like, Land Before Time uh, tackles racism. It's like, no, it's a little more subtle than that. So then you still get a story out of it. And you can be like, you you know, as you get older, you can kind of be like, oh, that that's kind of a neat aspect that it kind of tackles yeah. but it doesn't shove in your face yeah, like it definitely it's it's smart like yeah. i that that is basically the way i can describe it the best you yeah, know it's it smart. smart it's subtle yeah and like uh just stop mentioned in his don bluth ranking uh how it handles these topics so uniquely and so well is that most of these themes are coming from the perspectives of really young characters exactly so like these are characters who don't fully understand the concept of stuff like racism yet and littlefoot wasn't really raised to have any prejudice and he was just told oh we just usually keep to ourselves so he does quickly let open up to ducky and petrie and let them tag along whereas sarah definitely definitely takes longer to open her heart right yeah but wait a minute her name is sarah and she's a triceratops i didn't just get that i was just making a joke sorry (laughs) (laughs) boy i sure hope someone got fired for that blunder (laughs) yeah i I was trying to make a family guy joke where like peter's like oh my god brian you can talk (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh yeah, um, I don't have much else to say about Land Before Time, so I'll conclude my thoughts here. Uh, it is a fantastic movie, one of my top ten favorite movies of all time, and am I going to keep the Blu-ray for this movie? Absolutely. fucking lootly mm, Somebody else who brought a Blu-ray with them. That's It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, no, but, like, that's great. I I definitely encourage people to buy physical media i mean i'm not obviously i don't make it a requirement when i bring on guests but it's it's nice to hear when people talk about their collections as well i misplaced my one penny to buy my vhs copy of nuki (laughs) 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 me too dude me too we missed our shot we missed Uh, our shot it's okay so yeah, I do yeah. I do not personally own this on any Blu-ray or DVD or even VHS, but yeah. would I, I? I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't know if I'd necessarily go out of my way because I can't really say yeah. I I can't say this is in my top ten favorite, but it is one I definitely want to revisit at some point. Like, which is a huge deal. Like you know, there's so many movies out there. You know, sometimes you only want to watch one once, but like, yeah, I totally need to rewatch that. this at some point. So, will it ever join the collection? Possibly, possibly not. Who's to say? But mm-hmm. will I ever watch it again? Absolutely. I don't know when, but someday. Oh, yep, someday indeed. Just like Zack Snyder's Watchmen. <laughs> 
<laughs> Someday. Yeah, fucking it, awful movie, by the way. <laughs> wait, is there like a song that's called Someday in Watchmen? I actually don't remember. It's been years since I've yeah. watched Watchmen. Yeah. Since all, I watched. Yeah, Man. all I know is that they played Holly, a really bad Hallelujah cover over a sex oh. scene. So. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, speaking of uh, Hallelujah. Yeah. I can't. I'd have to do like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon to get from Hallelujah to Uncut Gems. So let's just say it. We also watched Uncut Gems. We did and watch did watch Uncut Gems. I watched Uncut Gems twice this month, uh, earlier today for the podcast, and it was my first movie this year because uh, not only did I end off last year with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which is one of the worst movies I have ever seen (laughs) but uh i have a tradition where every single year i must start it off by watching adam sandler film that's a cool tradition maybe i'll start doing that yeah Uh, yeah i yeah now i just have a tradition where i end off the year watching one of the worst movies i've ever seen and i start off the year by watching an adam sandler movie for 2020 and 2021, it was Rhapsody Street Kids and then Eight Crazy Nights. For 2021 mm-hmm. and 2022, it was Minions and then Hotel Transylvania. And then obviously for 2022 and 2023, we have Apocalypse War and the unironically far superior Uncut Gems, which is the best Adam Sandler movie that I've seen by far. I think so too. So I'm not as familiar with like adam sandler's filmography like i've seen uh yeah. what have what have i seen so i have seen grown-ups yeah. i have seen uh hubie halloween i have seen billy madison i've seen hotel transylvania uh yeah i have seen you know like the the big three i can i kind of consider like his big three where like people are just like oh this is an this is when he's unironically great. So like stuff like the yeah. Meyerowitz story, Punch Drug Glove, and Uncut Gems. Yeah. And yeah, I would say out of all of them, Uncut Gems is unironically my favorite. Yeah, I have yet to watch those other three, but from what I have seen of Am Sandler's filmography, um, it's been a while since I've watched a lot of his films because most of them were mm-hmm. on a vacation trip back in 2020. Which is ironic because he usually films his movies on vacation. Hey-o! Hey! But yeah, uh, I watched Big Daddy. I watched, I believe, Fifty First Dates. Both of which were uh, pretty fine. Mm-hmm. And obviously I watched A Crazy Nights, which I don't hate it as much as everyone else does. But even then, it only got me to chuckle like at least six or seven times. But did you like when uh, the deer ate shit and when Whitey said, that's a technical foul? Mm. <laughs> we're, we're, we're really yeah. uh, making Bivied happy yeah. by mentioning this. Shout out to Bivied. Yeah, shout out to Bivied. But yeah, I too do love eating turning red for breakfast. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think in any th- case, uncut yeah. gems. Let's let's talk about uncut gems. Yeah, let's uh, talk about uncut gems. The the only movie that's seen, have you ever seen uh, the Safdie brothers' other movie, uh, Good Time? Oh, I don't think I have. I probably should though. 
I, I think I, like yeah yeah I I don't know which I prefer. I think I prefer uncut gems over good time, but I do I feel like it's comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. Um or it's like comparing like the original Star Wars to Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Like they're two really freaking good movies that it's kind of hard to compare the two, but like it does it just depends on which one you yeah. like get more out of. Good time, highly recommend. I also have that on Blu-ray. I'm yeah. definitely going to need to do an I'll episode check that on out that sometime. Um, yeah, but Uncut Gems, I remember watching in theaters and being like, all right, this is something special. Like It is. I, I've i only watched it on Blu-ray, but it's something special indeed. So, yeah, I love... One, one of the things it does that I love that the Safdie brothers do is it has, like, kind of a synthy score to it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it is very loud. It's out there. It's... it's like stressful yeah. which is what the safties do yeah. like perfectly they are they are also really good at filming new york like oh yeah this the, I, the filming is especially really good it as someone who's like you know been to new york city who's like been in the like new york state a lot like like long island that yeah. kind of area like it is insane how accurate it is like it's just so just stressful and out there like everybody's just talking and like blabbling and just, it's 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 intense it's too much if yeah. you if you have like if you get stressed out easily it is too much yeah, and that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. i i've been to new york plenty of times twice for a new york comic con and uh walking around that city can be a real crap shoot it's it's yeah. it's it's a big city it's but, I, I, yeah. I won't say if it's a good place or a bad place it's a big place yeah but yeah i look at i look at every frame at this movie of new york and every single time i say holy shit i'm gonna come <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's the one thing i actually do like about this movie is like it's it has a lot of memes to it yeah. like howard ratner it just says a lot of really funny stuff like yeah holy shit i'm gonna come this is how i win i disagree like it's it weirdly got memed uh yeah. not to the extent of something like the raimi spider-man trilogy or the prequels but enough that i remember these lines you know who told you this shit i didn't resurface my pool <laughs> yeah i i remember like people memeing on like i heard you resurfaced your swimming pool it's like <laughs> What a weird scene to meme, but I'm glad they did because it's a very funny scene. Like <laughs> you stopped the bet. <laughs> yeah, you stopped the bet. Like that's another great that's a great scene. Like, you know, when he uh realizes yeah. like, oh, like I lost all this money because yeah, to be fair, like yeah. if the, Arno's but, kind of a kind of a dumbass for yeah. doing that. But at the same time, it's like you kinda understand that's the great yeah, thing yeah. about this movie. It it has a lot of bad decisions yeah like, and at every corner yeah but a lot of those bad decisions you completely understand why these character why these characters make these decisions like why does mm -hmm. like why does arno cancel the bet even though it would have worked oh because howard was spending that money all around town placing placing it on bets yeah like and that's the thing with howard like he's a, he 
is addicted to gambling. Like he has an addictive personality. Like you see that yeah. not just with his gambling, but with like the way he treats women, the way he treats people around him. Like yeah. everything to him is a gamble. Yeah. Like, and, and the way he treats his own children just exactly. based on his obsession with basketball. Exactly. Yeah. No, like he's, he's, he's a piece of shit, but like, he's yeah. a fascinating piece of shit. Like, you know, I just watched through The Sopranos recently, and I definitely saw a lot of Howard in these characters, or like vice versa, because, you know, you yeah. get this sense of like these scummy characters. They're obviously just terrible, terrible people who just do awful shit, and you're just like, why are you doing this? But at the same time, you're fascinated that they're doing this. Yeah, like, exactly. I want them to do these atrocities and to like gamble away all this money and just do all this stuff that you would never do personally because you're just like god i'm watching a personality at hand here like it's fascinating to see this person go through their life make these horrible decisions and you're still wondering like how are they still walking around with their head on top like yeah it, it's interesting it's absolutely interesting and i loved seeing it it was yeah. such a wild ride i and think yeah i think with one of the bestest definitely one of the best examples of it is american psycho which yeah I, yeah which, which i did watch during the summer but in terms of recent examples that i've been thinking of i think there's all there's obviously uncut gems which we're talking about though oddly enough i think i think technically joker would be another one for me mm -hmm. yeah because because arthur does make a lot of damning and just straight up terrible decisions throughout the movie but you'll completely understand where a lot of his issues do stem from and and funnily enough with both joker and both uncut gems i think both of them are near flawless in writing where i don't think that much of the plot at all is contrived i understand and get what each character motivation and decision is and each and every single one of those decisions has actual consequences that's another thing yeah like no decision in this movie doesn't come without consequences like everything that howie does it like affects him in some way whether positive or negative like yeah. you you see him like yeah you see him he places all these bets and then Arno comes after him. Uh, he gives away uh, the ring to like hold on for collateral, and then you know it blows up in his face again. Like yeah. all these all these decisions that he's making that he thinks he's gonna like win big. Like that's the thing. Yeah, that's high a... risk, high reward. Yeah, that's the but thing also with gambling. High consequence. Yeah, yeah that exactly. is the thing with gambling. Yeah. And that's why I'm terrified to gamble and why I will yeah, never same. do it. I, I do it's terrifying. Like, yeah, you get you get a high reward, but it's a high risk. Yeah. And I'm I terrified by that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't want to do casinos or loot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> loot boxes. No, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. But yeah, exactly, the, the other exactly. thing is that uh, Howard isn't the only character in the movie that faces such damning consequences for bad decisions. Like, towards the end... 
Arno gets killed by his own men just for yeah. standing up for Howard after he gets shot. Yeah, Arno took a gamble standing up for for someone he never would have stood up for before and he paid the consequence for it unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, yeah, like Kevin Garnett who by the way I love the fact that he's in this movie. And not yeah, only that, same. he's great. Like when, when it comes to fantastic. When it comes to athletes in movies, you know, LeBron James in Space Jam 2, Shaquille O'Neal in oh. anything he's in, like they're not great actors because well, that's the thing. They're oh, athletes. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal. I have to watch Steel soon. Yeah. I heard it's thing, really it's like, bad. Yeah, they're athletes. They're not trained to be actors, but because they have like a personality on the court, then they're just like, oh, I can be in big movies. And it's like, yeah, sometimes it leads to entertainingly bad situations. But Kevin Garnett in this movie was really good because, hey, the Safties know how to direct people so they can act. That's why people praise Adam Sandler in this movie. Yeah, exactly. But it's not just oh, Adam Sandler. Like, yeah. every actor is so good in this movie. And, and every actress. The, every actress, every actor. Like, even the people who, like, if you actually go into, like, the uh, cast list uh, for Uncut Gems and you see, like, some of the actors who are, who are in this movie, like, Uncut Gems is, like, their only movie because they're just normal people that the Safties found on the streets of New York and they're just like, yeah. hey, you want to be in this movie for, like, a scene? They're like, sure. Like, I think there's one, there's, like, the one guy, it was, like, the, I think there's a story that goes that, yeah. like, uh, like they were filming at the Mohegan Sun because uh, there's that scene where uh, uh, Julia Fox goes to she go she goes to the Mohegan Sun hmm. and the, she's like talking with this one guy and that one guy wasn't originally in the script but while they were setting up filming for that scene at that Mohegan Sun they like met this guy like I think it was like Josh Safdie met him and like oh. struck up a conversation and they were just like hey, you're a really interesting personality. Can you be in this movie for, like, a scene? He's like, sure. And he's great. Like, he, he doesn't stand out. Like, no actor stands out. Like, these feel like real people yeah. because they're real people. Yeah. Uh, like, that's the yeah. thing. I really need to watch the other safety movies. You uh, do. Good yeah. time? So fucking good. Yeah. I, so good. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the back of my Uncut Gems Blu-ray because since this is your show, you... I believe you also have like a DVD or Blu-ray, and I do. Yeah, I got it's a nice yeah, Blu-ray, and I got my Blu-ray DVD combo at a thrift shop. That I got some others, like personal favorite movies of mine, like Superman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and some certified bangers like Monster Hunter. Trust me, and uh, <laughs> I and I'm reading the plot description. Uh, a charismatic jeweler, Adam Sandler, makes a high-stakes bet that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. In a precious high-wire act, he must balance business and family, fending off adversaries on all sides in pursuit of the ultimate win. And, like, yeah, that's a really good uh, synopsis, but uh, I read it charismatic jeweler as Jewish for a moment. Which, like, yeah, uh, Howard, I, Howard's Jewish in this movie, isn't he? Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, this movie is uh, very Jewish. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of Jewish characters. It takes place yeah. during Passover, which is uh, around Easter yeah. time. Yeah. Howard, every Howard, you know all those times I called you a big dumb Jew? I was wrong. You're not a Jew. 
<laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I think this movie definitely uh, shows that really interestingly. Like, I love the scene when they're at, like, the Passover dinner, when it's, like, oh, just yeah. the, him, him and his family and Arno's there. Like, it's a great scene. Yeah. I, I liked the Furby scene. Oh, the Furby scene is classic. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was in all the trailers. Yeah. Yeah, and it's on the poster that you have for it on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very iconic scene. Yeah, and then, you know, after the iconic, holy shit, I'm gonna come, he, he shows the opal to, um, he shows the opal to Kevin Garnett, and, and I really love the editing for when Kevin is looking into the opal, because mm-hmm. when he's looking into the opal, you see, like, the flashes of the Ethiopian people. Actually, you see pictures of them since they're the ones who did find the opal. Yeah, you see and, like the the whole universe. Yeah, in that one opal. Yeah, and I feel like that editing choice also kind of also gives a reason for why Kevin would be so personally attached to that opal. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like what we were talking about Land Before Time. It's subtext. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that this movie takes place in 2012 because around that time I was definitely mm-hmm. into sports. I was definitely into watching basketball on ESPN. So like did, watching did... watching these characters, watch ESPN, watching Kevin Garnett. I mean, I was a huge yeah. Celtics fan back in the day. Uh, I'm from Boston. What did, can I did, say? Did it take place during 2012? Because I remember seeing in the opening it said it took place during 2019. Maybe I could be wrong. No, so like the uh, mine at the beginning in Ethiopia oh. is in like 2010 and oh. then and then it flash forwards to two years later it says spring of 2012 in New York City and you could definitely tell like again like so Kevin Garnett was not playing for the Celtics in 2019 and then Adam Sandler when you see him he has like an iPhone 4 and like when he's showing like a video at some point it's the old uh iOS from that oh. time it's it's not the iOS from oh, oh, yeah, 2019 I for- yeah i forgot you yeah. guys have an older phone like it's little hints like that that really show you that it is 2012 like and yeah. l- like they said like you know there's that scene where like he goes to the club and he and he sees the weekend and he's just like who the fuck is the weekend because <laughs> the weekend was not popular at that time he was still like an underground artist and he was huge in the city because you know that's where yeah. culture starts is in New York City or like just yeah. big major cities yeah but and, then like yeah you know, so like everyone's just like oh who's the weekend oh you kind of rocks yeah and, but this and, was before yeah and then that and then that leads to the bathroom scene where. Again, Howard <laughs> takes a gamble and he completely he, snaps. He completely snaps and he essentially loses because <laughs> then he completely messes up. Like, yeah, that's a great scene. Um, but it's 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 one of those things that like make this a semi-period piece because yeah. 2012 and 2019, despite being in the same decade, they are completely different times. Oh, they are completely different indeed. Uh, one of them, we weren't getting any Star Wars movies, and in 2019, we got one of the worst, so... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wish we could go back time. Roll back time. Whatever, we, however yeah. the way that goes. We're going back in time to 1800s <laughs> Ethiopia to get Rise of Skywalker and Opal off the menu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so this movie definitely connects with me a lot yeah uh, not not the gambling side thank god but no there are aspects to it that i connect to a lot and yeah same here it's, 
it's probably why I probably prefer it over Good Time. Just a hair. Like, I, I love Good Time. I could talk about Good Time a lot, too. But I think I do prefer Uncut Gems a little more. Yeah, I... Especially on a second watch, uh, Uncut Gems does especially hit close to me because... Okay, obviously I don't have a gambling addiction. I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah, same. <laughs> but, yeah, but... Uh, what I do have is that I do have an issue of impulse buying. Same. Because... Yeah, because there is a lot of stuff that I do want, and like how my parents have worded it before, it's not what I spend it on is the problem, it's how I spend it. Exactly. And with I mean, the, yeah, and with the most recent purchase I've been trying to make, uh, I've been trying to buy all the Mega Man, Mega Mix, and Gigamix books, since I do have a few, I do have a few of the stories and from what I have read, they're like some of the best stories that I have ever seen in fiction. So, mm -hmm. but if I'm going to get all the the rest of the books, I'm going to have to spend a bit of a pretty penny. Exactly. Yeah. One yeah. of them is like literally $80 on Amazon. Oof. Yeah. And <laughs> so I'm watching Uncut Gems and I'm kind of thinking... This is a bit of a cautionary tale for me, cause when I'm ordering, when I'm ordering especially expensive stuff online or buying it from other people, yeah, that stuff is especially a gamble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, impulse buying. I totally get it. I mean, why do you think I started this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's from years of impulse buying. So, which yeah. I'm glad I started this podcast. I've definitely gotten better at avoiding that kind of impulse buying so and like i said like i'm nowhere near the levels of howard so thank god for that yeah thank you know? god but even then i still see uncut gems in this sort of sense as like a cautionary tale oh absolutely so uh i just also want to shout out uh before we get into talking about the blu-ray to wrap this up yeah. uh the credit song is a banger dude like yeah ever since i saw this in theaters like i've had that song i what is it called yeah. it's called like i i gotta look it up uh the actual name of it it's called like l'amour toujours yeah. i'll fly with you it's by the artist uh Gigi d'agostino yeah. isn't it I, like I, eurobeat it is a Eurobeat song. I've had that song stuck in my head yeah. ever since I watched yeah. it in theaters. I, I listen to it constantly. I, it's so good. I, I think one of the funniest things that I saw recently is that uh, I saw a video where it's A24 films represented by Smiling Friends. Yeah. <laughs> and for Uncut Gems... It was when Grim and Gnarly got killed by the Renaissance men, and then the credits scene starts playing as it zooms in on Gnarly. Yeah, yeah, because that's what happens. Like, yeah, like, and I gotta say, like, the ending of Uncut Gems, it's so good. Like, it is. Yeah, it ends with uh Howard getting shot and dying, but it ends on him winning essentially like coming out on top like yeah you know that if he didn't get shot like he would continue this like awful gambling addiction like he, he would continue he, he would continue cheating would. on his wife he would he would just he would go back down like he would he wouldn't he, he would just keep proving that he's a fuck up whereas yeah. like here he comes out on top like he he ends 
on a high note, essentially. Yeah, he gets shot, but like he ends winning that bet and proving them that he was right. Yeah. Obviously, that was the extent of all he could prove, though. But yeah. that's a great. But that's a great ending for this character. Like, the, like no other ending would have worked for this character. Like, it totally, yeah. totally works. It comes yeah. out of nowhere. It, it's a great fucking reveal. How like the guy like comes out of the booth and he just goes like bam, like shoots him, and you're just like you're caught off guard, yeah. but then you're just like. Honestly, like it's the perfect way for this. Uh, yeah, movie I was to end. trying. Yeah, I was trying to figure out why is the ending of this movie so satisfying to me, and you just worded it in the best way possible. Yeah, and then yeah, and then it like it, it zooms into his bullet wound. You're flying through what is essentially the opal, and then you end on st- a starry night, and then yeah, it starts playing that song, that Eurobeat song. It's yeah. it's perfect. It is a perfect, perfect way to end this movie. It absolutely is. So, uh, fantastic movie. Uh, I guess we should get to the Blu-ray now. Yeah. So, I the way you described the uh synopsis on the back, it, it is the exact same way that the synopsis is on the back of my Blu-ray. So, I think we have the same Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. Is it a Blu-ray DVD digital copy? Yes. Yes, it yeah, has a I nice think... slip cover. Um, yeah. I, I've thought about upgrading to like the Criterion 4K, but it doesn't truly matter to me. Yeah. I think I, I, I still think it looks great. And plus, the Criterion does not have the Lionsgate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I intro was going to mention kidding. that. <laughs> so, you know, you keep hitting those home runs, Lionsgate. Yeah. Keep hitting them home runs. You 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 made CIA you will always be close in my heart. Yeah, exactly. So I think but even still, like it looks great on the Blu-ray that I have it on. So and yeah. I love this movie, so I'm keeping this Blu-ray. It's a certified keep in the collection. Yeah, yeah same here. I am keeping this movie by far. I just need to I am thinking about yeah, I'm probably going to take off the sticker that I still have on the back here because I was going to keep it because, oh, it has Lionsgate on it. But no, uh, the Lionsgate logo is already on the back of this. So interesting. I don't do I have a Lionsgate sticker on mine? Oh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, the, the sticker is. Yeah, the sticker is just there from the thr- from the thrift shop for me. So, oh. Yeah, you know it's funny. So like uh, a bunch of episodes ago, I did uh, Mirror Mask with Puff, and no. we talked about, and that's a movie that like I, I don't remember where I got it from, but I got it online from somewhere, and it had like a a a family movie or what was it? It was like it's all the way on on the other side of the room, but like it it had like this sticker on it. That was essentially from like an old blockbuster esque type of movie rental place, yeah. and I'm like, I, I got to keep the sticker on, like it's a <laughs> piece of history. So like I, yeah. so it's still on there. It's still on the DVD that I have yeah. of it. Which I, I is think, really cool. yeah, I think where I got my copy of Uncut, Uncut Gems was from a thrift shop in my area called Second and Charles, which mm-hmm. had a uh, Howard the Duck in a broken DVD case. <laughs> Which well, there you go. I, yeah, which I did buy, and I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, I also got all of Birds of Prey on DVD. I still, I still got to watch that series. I, I'm mm. hoping it'll be funny. <laughs> yeah, one can only hope. One can only hope. I mean, worst case scenario, I just flipped a bat. I just flipped a Batwoman. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
Alright, dude. Chaos, please, uh, plug your stuff. Where where can people find you? Uh, I am too sophisticated for a Twitter account at this point. I am above <laughs> that. <laughs> good, good. But, oh, I do have a Twitter account for my podcast, I forgot. You know what, uh... Link, that... A whole lot yeah, of yeah, a whole lot of chaos. I don't just talk about filthy normie movies. I also talk about filthy normie shows, filthy normie games, filthy norm, filthy normie books. And uh, I still I haven't uploaded an episode in a month. I'm gonna upload a new one soon. But the last one I did was uh, the Mega Man Power Battle and Power Fighters. So uh, do check that out. And just like last time, I also have a letterboxed, serialized, and backlogged, so... Yeah, all of the links will be in the description. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Alright, well, thank you, Chaos, for joining me on this episode. Thanks for uh, talking about Uncut Gems and yeah. Better Dinosaur 2000. Yeah, <laughs> um, and... One, I guess one last message before I head out. Brian, you still need to log Bumboozle. <laughs> you know what? Let's just end it there then. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.